waiting on the Supreme Court for a very important decision. And a naked man creates havoc in Alabama. And what does a hamster and a stripper have in common? This you have to hear. And finally, did you realize we may have found the fountain of youth? And you will never guess where. Ready, set, go. This is A World Gone Mad. Hello, I'm your host, Jeff Allen Wolf. This is A World Gone Mad, Season 1, Episode 2. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. For those of you who are listening a second time, thank you for supporting the show. I truly do appreciate it. A little housekeeping before we get into this uh, week's episode. Last show, first show, I got a lot of good feedback, mostly good, one negative, and I just wanted to remind people of something. It is extremely difficult that any topic I talk about, we can cover every side, every brushstroke, every nuance. Can't do it in a 25-minute podcast. Can I take an hour for each topic? Absolutely. And in the past, I've done three-hour shows five days a week for many years, so I have no issue with that. But in a podcast format, I just have to cross the T's and dot the I's, hit the highlights. So please be aware of that, okay? As I said, I had mostly good comments. I had one negative comment, and the gentleman basically took issue with something I said in my first episode in the first couple of minutes. And when I wrote back and I asked, what bothered you? He just said, it bothered me, and I just cannot endorse your show and recommend it to others. I said, well, did you listen to the whole show? And he said, no, I didn't. In the first couple of minutes, I heard the comment. I didn't like it. I clicked off. So I'm going to remind people, if you didn't read the description, what I said was, this show could make you mad. It could make you smile. Regardless, it will make you think. So for those of you that sent me comments and disagreed with me, but continued the discussion and pointed out where you disagreed with me, bravo, kudos, ladies and gentlemen, discussion. That's what the show is about. If you have an opinion, you can email us. You can call us. I will give that in the breaks of what the phone number and the email is. But don't just walk away and get mad. You know, the opposite of love, as I said before, is not hate, it's apathy. So we had the E. Jean Carroll, I won't say trial, but it was the verdict. We knew that Donald was already guilty in um, going after E. Jean Carroll sexually and harassment, etc. And this case was about the award. And if you hadn't seen, uh, E. Jean Carroll was awarded $83.5 million. So the question is, will Trump ever pay that amount, you know he's going to appeal it. Now, my understanding is that's a definite, but I believe he has to put up a 10 to 15% bond to go through with the appeal, which we're talking about 8 million to 13 million roughly. So that should be interesting to see where this goes and if Trump is finally going to be hit in his wallet where he belongs besides other places. Now, as I just said earlier, and I said on my first show, we can't cover every news story. 
especially not in a once a week show. So we're going to go over certain things that I feel we should point out. The other stuff you'll read in the news, like uh, United States attacking back for the attack on their ships in the ocean. That's important, but we're going to talk mainly about we're waiting on the Supreme Court for a decision on whether Donald should be kept off the ballot in several states, if not all states, based on the 14th Amendment. Now, someone can't run for office if he's involved in an insurrection, and the Supreme Court is making the determination of some of the states filing they want Donald off the ballot, or all ballots. So this decision should be coming soon. It could happen after I record this bit. If it is, I'll try to update you on it. If not, we'll be waiting for it probably, I don't think it'll happen on the weekend, uh, which just is taking place as I'm recording this. So it may happen Monday or Tuesday of the following week coming up. So here's my key question for you, regardless of the decision of the Supreme Court. If it happened, is happening, whatever, let's make the assumption that Donald is banned from office. Let's make the assumption that Joe cannot run due to health or unfortunate other situations even worse. So let's play the guessing game, shall we? Who would you put in the replacement of Joe or, Don or Donald if they can't run for the president of the United States? Let's, let's go over to the uh, Democratic side first. Let's say Joe can't run due to health or, like I said, worse. Kamala Harris. Don't know about that. They really don't like her, according to all the reports. They're not fond of her. How about Pete Buttigieg? Would America elect an openly gay man? Now, I personally do not have an issue with this, but we were hard-pressed to elect the black man, Barack Obama, right? And a woman we still can't get past the breaking of the glass ceiling. Bernie? Mm, he's too old, same as Joe. Elizabeth Warren, age as well. AOC, she's a very polarizing figure. And we could go on and on with the usual candidates. What if we step outside the typical political world? Here's a name that was touted for several years, but the gentleman just didn't want to get involved with politics. Tom Hanks, okay? Then you have a name that everyone is saying out loud and clamoring for him to run, some begging for him to run, John Stewart. Now, I personally think he would be ideal. Can you visualize John Stewart and Zelensky meeting two comedians? That would be different. Now, before anybody says that John Stewart's a joke or laughing out loud, they would say, I don't think so. He's a sharp, intelligent man. Again, he doesn't have the background in politics, but then again, see Donald. Remember again how that went, America? All right, let's switch gears to the Republican side, okay? Who would it be to replace Donald? Well, it wouldn't be Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence! Hang Mike Pence! Right? And he's not even close to getting any type of support. Okay, how about Nikki? I don't know nothing about any racism with the Civil War Haley. I don't think so. Ron, mini-me wannabe DeSantis? Mm, barf. 
Stepping outside again, like we did on the Democratic side. Here's a name everyone's talking about. Tucker Carlson. Jeez. Seriously? I'll freaking run if he has a chance to run. Another name to replace Donald if he can't run. Donald Trump Jr. Kill me now. All right, so those are some of the obvious choices, some of the off-the-cuff choices. Now, I'm sure the listening audience has more than what I just brought up. Who on the Democratic side and who on the Republican side would you offer as legitimate candidates to be the leader of the free world? And don't be snarky here. Let's hear your actual suggestions. Until the Supreme Court makes that decision on Donald or something unfortunately goes wrong with Joe's health, we are waiting with bated breath and, as they say, the thick plottens. We'll be right back. You're listening to a World Gone Mad podcast. And we thank you for doing that. But did you know that you can get a hold of us? That's right. You can give us your comments two ways. Email a world gone mad podcast at gmail.com. A world gone mad podcast at gmail.com. For those of you that are not as shy, you can call us on our toll free number anywhere in the United States or Canada. That's 833 399 9653-833-399-WOLF, W-O-L-F. That's right, the last four numbers spell my last name. Please give us an email, give us a call. The way podcasters improve or get better or do shows that people like listening to is with your feedback. We appreciate if you call us or leave us an email. Let us know what you liked. Let us know what you didn't like. Let us even know if you disagree with me. You hate what I'm saying. You think I got something wrong. Correct me. The opposite of love is not hate. It's apathy. So if we don't hear from you and it's crickets, it doesn't help the show. 833-399-9653 or a world gone mad podcast at gmail.com. And one of our bizarre stories for this episode, this is from Leeds, Alabama. This was on the AP Wire. So visualize this for all of you who have good visualization skills out there. A man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop in Alabama. He stripped down to his birthday suit and then plunged into the giant aquarium inside the store, police said. So the ordeal happened Thursday night in front of shock shoppers in the town just outside Birmingham, Leeds Police Chief Paul Irwin said. The 42-year-old Alabama man did a cannonball leap into the aquarium, then stood under a waterfall naked. He left the water to yell at two officers. Then he dove back into the aquarium, police said. The man eventually climbed over the side of the aquarium and then promptly fell to the concrete floor below. Police then apprehended him. Now, he faces several charges, including public lewdness, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief. 
The man was in the water for about five minutes before police officers arrived. Now, after this incident, I'm making the assumption that several fish in the aquarium are now traumatized by this naked man and will probably seek mental health experts to help them overcome this unfortunate incident. I know I myself will probably have to drink heavily for the next few days to get the visual of this naked man out of my brain. Now, we have a double header as far as our bizarre stories for this episode. And, you know, we all have pets, most people. And for people who've had pets, pets are, you know, massively important parts of our lives with many treating them as, you know, our own siblings or children. We can all relate to this. Now, when a beloved pet dies, there are many ways to memorialize them. From having them cremated, we we did that with our beloved Maine Coon Cat Maverick of 14 plus years. So you could cremate them, you can get a tattoo of them, you could keep their collar, a lock of their hair, and on and on and on. A photo, all of us can relate to these different ways of memorializing our pet. Now, one less common way of keeping our pets in our lives is through the art of taxidermy, which preserves and stuffs the animal. Now, one pet owner has chosen a much less traditional pose for her beloved hamster. Jess Porter Langson, 27 years old, was devastated when her Roborovsky dwarf hamster, named Hammington, died last August after having him for three years. Now, she wanted to do something special. So, to, you know, memorialize them, immortalize them, so to speak. So she found a local taxidermy artist to turn Hammington, also known as Hammy, wait for it, into a pole-dancing stripper. Let me read that again. So in case you thought I said something wrong, or your iHeart or Spotify or Apple podcast recording is messing up. She wanted to immortalize Hammy, known Hammington known as Hammy, so she got a taxidermist to pose him as a pole dancing stripper. Yep. Jess's iconic pet is captured in all his glory wearing a bright pink thong stuffed with dollar bills as he hustles for money clinging on to a stripper pole. She keeps the taxidermy piece, which cost her 175 pounds, next to her bed. Now she said, I don't even know where the stripping hamster thing came from, but I thought, what is more iconic than a hamster on a stripper pole hustling for money? And what I say would be even more special Save that money you spent on the pole dancing stripping hamster and get some psychological help to take care of your pain and suffering from Hammy. Yep, Hammington, the pole dancing stripper. Wow, we'll be right back.
You're listening to a World Gone Mad podcast. I'm Jeff Allen Wolf, your host. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, you could reach us by email or phone number. Our email is a world gone mad podcast at gmail.com. That's a world gone mad podcast at gmail.com. The phone number 833-399-9653, 833-399-WOLF, Wolf. Let's hear from you, whether you uh, come across an uplifting story or a bizarre story that you'd like to share with us. We put it on the air, give you credit for it. Or you want to take issue with something we talked about in one of our segments, feel free or even just to introduce yourself. Become a member of the Wolfpack listeners by emailing us or calling us and letting us know your first name, city, state, country, and where you heard of us from. Is it Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify? Let us know. Looking forward to hearing from you. And thank you so much for supporting the show. Our inspiring story for this episode is about the Fountain of Youth. Now, the Fountain of Youth is a mythical spring which allegedly restores the youth of anyone who drinks or bathes in its waters. Tales of such a fountain have been recounted around the world for thousands of years. Appearing in the writings of Herodotus, 5th century BC, in the Alexander Romance, 3rd century AD, and in the stories of Prester John, early crusades, 11th and 12th centuries AD. Stories of similar waters also featured prominently among the people of the Caribbean during the uh, Age of Exploration, early 16th century. They spoke of the restorative powers of the water in the mythical land of Bimini. Based on these many legends, explorers and adventurers look for the elusive fountain of youth or some other remedy to aging generally associated with magic waters. Now, the legend became particularly prominent in the 16th century, when it became associated with the Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon, the first governor of Puerto Rico. Ponce de Leon was supposedly searching for the Fountain of Youth when he traveled to Florida in 1513. Legend has it that Native Americans told Ponce de Leon that the Fountain of Youth was in Bimini. Now, moving to the present day, the update as of January 2022 The average life expectancy in the United States was around 78.8 years. Basically a little under 80 years now we can expect to live on average. However, the expectancy can change over time. So don't forget there's always new science breakthroughs, etc. All right. With that in mind, would you be fascinated to know that the fountain of youth may be real? Let me explain why. It turns out the magic anti-aging elixir might have been inside us all along. Karina Amor Vegas and colleagues at Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory, CSHL, have discovered that T-cells can be reprogrammed to fight aging and they can have lifelong effects. Given the right set of genetic modifications, these white blood cells can attack another group of cells known as senescent cells. These cells are thought to be responsible for many of the diseases we grapple with later in life. Senescent cells are those that stop replicating. 
As we age, they build up in our bodies, resulting in harmful inflammation. While several drugs currently exist that can eliminate these cells, many of them must be taken repeatedly over time. Now, as an alternative, Vegas and colleagues turned to a living drug called CAR-T, C-A-R-T, cells, chimeric antigen receptors. They discovered CAR-T cells could be manipulated to eliminate senescent cells in mice. The results published in the journal Nature Aging showed that treated mice ended up living healthier lives, they had lower body weight, improved metabolism, and glucose tolerance, and increased physical activity. All benefits came without any tissue damage or toxicity. If we give it to aged mice, they rejuvenate, said Assistant Professor Vegas. If we give it to young mice, they age slower. No other therapy right now can do this. Perhaps the greatest power of CAR T cells is their longevity. The team found that just one dose, one dose at a young age can have lifelong effects. That single treatment can protect against conditions that commonly occur later in life like obesity and diabetes. T cells have the ability to develop memory and persist in your body for really long periods, which is very different from a chemical drug, explained Professor Vegas. With CAR T cells, you have the potential of getting this one treatment and that's it. For chronic pathologies, that is a huge advantage, she said. Now, patients who previously needed treatments multiple times each day could theoretically get an infusion and be good to go for multiple years. CAR T cells have been used to treat a variety of blood cancers, receiving FDA approval for this purpose in 2017. But Professor Vegas is one of the first scientists to show that CAR T cells' medical potential goes even further than cancer. Professor Vegas' lab is now investigating whether CAR T cells allow mice to live not only healthier, but also longer. And if the same thing happens in humans, well, the elixir may turn out to be the real fountain of youth. So with that in mind to everyone listening, here's my question for you. If you could get a treatment like this to extend your life, and it was relatively inexpensive. We're not talking about a dollar, but we're not talking about $100,000. And you could do it. Would you take it to extend your life? Now, everyone listening is going to say, well, Jeff, of course I would. I have friends who don't want to live past the natural 80 years, 90 years, whatever. They don't want to go against nature or God or fate or whatever you call it. But the question to you now is, would you, the listening audience, take that elixir if the CAR T cells turn out to be the real fountain of youth? I'd like to hear from you about that. That's our uplifting story for this week, and we'll be right back. You're listening to A World Gone Mad. And you could reach us two ways by email, a world gone mad podcast at gmail.com. A world gone mad podcast at gmail.com. And if you're more daring, please leave us a voicemail on our toll free number heard anywhere, or you can reach us anywhere in the continental United States and in Canada. That number is 833 399 9653. 
833-399-9653. No one's going to answer the phone, so don't worry about that. It's just a voice message that you can leave and comment on anything about the show or answer our questions. We look forward to hearing from you. And again, thank you for supporting the show. I'm your host, Jeff Allen Wolf. This is A World Gone Mad. Until next time, please stay hopeful. <laughs>